something that the Lord is going to do something in your life that's miraculous, that's supernatural. You can't get it by looking at me. But if you'll praise Him, if you'll exalt Him, Praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. One more time. One more time with every hand clapping. With your voice lifted. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some of you look bored. Would you praise Him? I glorify you. Jesus name hallelujah I don't know if you realize it or not but your praise belongs to him clapping your hands robotically looking at me doesn't accomplish anything but noise this isn't hype but when everything that is in you the psalmist said let everything that hath breath Praise ye the Lord. And when everything that is within you begins to exalt the name of Jesus, anything can happen. Hallelujah. I believe somebody can be healed right now. I believe somebody can be delivered right now. I praise you. Praise God, praise God. We have to decide this morning whether we're the apostolic church or whether we are some religious denominational church. Amen. The presence of the Lord is, is in here this morning. And we have called this Pack the House Sunday. Now, we do realize we don't have a body in every pew or every, every uh, seat. But the presence of the Lord is filling the building. And the angels of the Lord are filling the building. We've got more than two or three here this morning. Amen. If just two or three are gathered together in his name. And we've got more than that. Amen. So whatever, whatever heaviness is on you. Whatever heaviness is on you. Whatever discouragement that you've been through whatever season that you're in right now that may feel like it's never going to improve it's never going to get better things are never things are never going to they're never going to help you they're never going to they're never going to turn positive amen whatever whatever is on you right now that's telling you that it's alive from the pits of hell amen the Lord, the Lord is in this place today. The Lord is in this place today. I'm waiting to preach. I'm just waiting on some to wake up. Amen. I know how it is. It's Sunday morning. We know that Sunday night's coming. Some of you have Sunday afternoon services, and you kind of leave a little bit in the tank on Sunday morning. Well, I'm here. I'm supposed to be here, and I, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But that's not what today is about. That's not what any service is about. 
So how many of you need something from the Lord here today? Amen. I need something from the Lord. And you have to get in a posture and a position to receive that from him. Praise God. I'm going to read my text here in just a moment. But uh, we are thankful and honored to have Brother and Sister uh, Baptiste here with us. We love them very much. And Brother Baptiste preached the hyphen and the youth revival uh, Friday night. They, they did have a packed house. Man, people just kept coming in and kept coming in and kept coming in. Uh, I don't know how many were in that service. It's, it's over 250. Amen. It was packed. And we're thankful. We're thankful for that. And Brother Baptiste preached so powerfully. I told him I want to preach like him when I grow up. It's just awesome. And uh, he is a powerful man of prayer. We, we were here Friday night late praying. And uh, I appreciate he and his wife so very, very much. They are wonderful, wonderful people doing amazing things for the kingdom of God. Ephesians chapter 4. I'll be reading a couple of verses this morning. Verses 15 and 16. Now, I'm not intending on teaching a Bible study this morning, but I want to use these couple of verses as a launching pad. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. That we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Christ is the head. Not the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, but Christ who encompasses it all. The fullness of the Godhead was in him bodily. For whom the whole body fitly, everybody say fitly, fitly, joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. When you connect with another brother or sister, and there is that divine apostolic connection in the ecclesia, the church of the living God, there is a strength, there is a supply that is open up. When we are fitly joined together and compacted, amen, indivisible, can't be divided, not so in discord. Not driving a wedge between somebody. Amen. But fitly joined together and compacted according to the effectual working of the measure of every part. Everybody say, that's me. Of every part. Everybody say, every part. And maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself. Every part fitly joined together and compacted releases a supply Amen. To the increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. And you can't do all that without love. There is, there is a bond. There is a bond in the church that should not be broken. Amen. And there is a supply. There is a supply and there is a strength that is coming to every individual in this place because we are joining our faith together. 
we join our faith together. And so I want to talk to you. He said, according to the measure of every part. I want to talk to you this morning about being part of the pack. Everybody say part of the pack. Amen. I want you to pray with me right now. I don't want you to pray a prayer of formality. I want you to reach, reach up and make contact with your neighbor. And we're, we're going to practice this right now, being fitly joined together and compacted to release a supply. Come on, let's do it right now. I want you to release something out of your spirit here today. Release it out of your spirit. In the name of Jesus, oh God, come on, we're going to pray here for just a moment. We're going to pray here for just a moment. Let's release it. God, I pray that an anointing would be released from every child of God, from every saint of God in this place. We're all filled with the Holy Ghost. And I pray that strength and virtue and unity and faith and hope and life and power and authority would be released in this place, Father, right now. Come on, I feel it happening. I feel it happening in this place. In Jesus' name. We're going to pray here for just a moment. Lord, we're not here to go through formalities. We're not here, God, to just get a number here today. We're not here to just try to get bodies in the building. We're trying to release a supply of the Holy Spirit upon the lives of people. Every saint of God, in the name of Jesus Jesus, oh God. Come on. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're not in a hurry right now. We're not in a hurry right now. We want people to leave here changed this morning. We want people to leave here whole here today. We've not come to listen to a thought or a catchy sermon. We're here to have an encounter with him. He is worthy of praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. God, we turn our hearts towards you. We turn our minds towards you. Jesus, in your mighty name, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We pray, God. We pray, God. I see some of you praying, but you're looking around the building. I need you focused. I need you focused on him. Hallelujah. Connect our faith here today. We might have faith alone, but together we have greater faith. I pray that you move. I pray that you move. Let the angels of the Lord minister in this place. In Jesus' name, now with all of your heart and all of your mind, soul, and strength, I want you to clap your hands uh, one more time with your praise lifted to him and your voice lifted to him. Uh, and I want you to praise him with a loud voice. He's the only one that is worthy. Come on, I feel that right there. Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we praise you. We praise you. Well, hallelujah. Come on, do you get tired of praising him? Do you get tired of praising him? I don't get tired of praising him. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. Throughout my life, I have, I have always wanted to be a, a person that is included. I want to be included. Regardless of, of what is happening now, if they're cleaning out the sewer, I don't want to be included in that. But if it's something that's happening, exciting, I want to be a part of something that is going somewhere. Something that has a vision. Something where the people are, are excited to be involved in what's going on. I, I don't want to be a part of a losing team. Now, I don't think a losing team is necessarily something that we can determine by score. It's not really the number on the scoreboard that I'm concerned about. Now, now I, I want to have the largest number on the scoreboard. But to me, a losing team is, is people that come in and they're defeated. You can tell it with their body language. They don't want to be there. They, they don't want to be involved. They're, they're not happy to be present. Their uniform looks all wrinkled and just filthy and like it just pulled out of a duffel bag somewhere and it's it's been through two or three games and it hadn't been washed in a while. I was telling our young leaders class uh, a short time ago that when I was when I was young and I was playing baseball for years, the day before I would get the uniform out and I would lay it across the bed. I'd check it for stains and spots and wrinkles and everything. I just laid it there, and I didn't want anybody touching it until, until it was time to put it on for game time. And that's kind of the way that I feel about being in the house of the Lord. Because I know that when we come together, there, there is nothing that God cannot do that we will not believe if we will believe him for it. How many of you believe that? And so throughout my life in situations like that, I have always had sort of a sense of FOMO. If you don't know what FOMO is, that's the term people use today, a fear of missing out. I, don't, I mean, if something's going on, if I hear somebody talking about it, they're planning something, I, man, I want to be involved in it. So I, I've had FOMO bad throughout my life. I wanted to be a part of something. And I wanted to be a part of something, something big. I, I, I want to know that, that what we have right now is not all that we'll ever have. And with a God that is unlimited, there is just no telling what the Lord can do in the next seven days or seven months of your life. If you will believe him for it, if you will anticipate it. Now, in general, we, we know that there are organizations and institutions throughout throughout the world that people strive to be a part of. Some want to be a part of a prestigious country club. When I was 18, 19 years old, I was working for a valet service, and we parked cars. I've driven just about every kind of car that you can think of, from the most exotic to 
just your traditional $150,000 Mercedes. And uh, we, we worked at this country club that back in those days. Now, that's, that's 30 years ago. That's 30, 34 years ago. To be a part of that country club, it was $50,000 down and $10,000 a month. And they had a 10-year waiting list to get in. That was River Oaks Country Club in Houston, Texas, to buy a lot. Now, this is 34 years ago, to buy a lot to build a house on in that, in that area was $1 to $3 million. And they had hundreds and hundreds of homes in, in those areas. But, but I never really wanted to be a part of that prestigious country club because there's a, there's a lot of negativity that goes along with that. Some, some strive to be a part of a hunting club. I, I don't hunt. I've never really had a desire to hunt. Uh, call me what you will. I can't stand the thought of killing animals. If you want to do it, have fun and whatever, and I'll eat the meat. But I, I don't want to be a part of ending something's life. I just I never wanted to be a part of a hunting club. Now, I, I know I just lost half the respect of the church right there. You, you have people that, that go through college and they work diligently to, to be a part of the presidential staff. They want to be an intern. They, they want to be there in the West Wing rubbing shoulders with people that are making the engine of this country uh, move. But I've never wanted to be a part of the presidential staff. People that want to be a part of an executive team of a Fortune 500 company. Now, there may have been a time that I wanted to move high up in commercial architecture, and I went to school for that and eventually changed my major to engineering. Uh, and so my, my agenda began to change there. But there are people that want really to be a part of a Fortune 500 company. There, there was a time that, that I imagined. I knew it would never come to pass because I wasn't that good but I also knew that I'd lose my soul over it. But just you dream every once in a while about being part of a professional sports team. And so there are, there are agendas and desires that, that, people, that people have to be a part of all of these prestigious institutions and organizations around the world. But I was never a part of any of those things. I don't know if you were. But instead... I get to be a part of something much bigger and much better than any of those things that I just named. You're already ahead of me. You ought to clap your hands if you're excited about that. I get to be a part of you. I get to be connected to the body of Christ. I, I get to feel the flow of God's anointing. In, in my spirit, amen, when I get around the people of God and you begin to speak faith, there's something that, that leaps in my spirit like the baby John inside the womb of Elizabeth. When Mary came to greet her and she was announcing to her that she was pregnant with Jesus Christ, amen. Something leaps in me every time a child of God opens their mouth and begins to speak faith. I get to part, be a part of the body of Christ. And when you think about it, I, I'm probably never going to be invited to step into the Oval Office. 
I don't get to pick up the phone anytime that I want to and call the President of the United States. Not that I would want to. But I don't get to just reach out to anybody anytime. I can't call the governor's mansion and, and just get him on the phone or shoot him a text message anytime. But being a part of the kingdom of God, I have access not only to the throne room of the king, but I have direct access to the king himself. And so if you're asking me what I really want to be a part of, it's not going to be a professional football team or baseball team. It's not part of the presidential staff or an executive committee. I want to be a part of the church of the living God. Oh, come on. I'm trying to wake some of you up desperately here this morning. Clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Now, the Lord introduced the people of God to the concept of the congregation in the book of Exodus. It was the first time that the Lord began to unfold the plan that he had for the future of this ragtag nation of Israel that was there in slavery, living in Goshen, but living in a, as a stranger in a land that was not theirs. And in Exodus chapter 12 and 47, in the context of talking about the celebration of the Passover, he said, all the congregation of Israel shall keep it. Every congregation, every member of the congregation of Israel shall keep the Passover. Now that's the Calvary story. That's the type of Calvary. When God would robe himself in flesh. And, and hang on a cross. That body of Jesus Christ would hang on the cross. And he would become the lamb for sinners slain. I don't know if there's any sinners in here today. I don't know if there's any people that used to be sinners in here today. I know we've all gotten holy since we got to be part of the church. Amen. But Calvary still moves me. Because what it reminds me of is that in my very worst moment. When I, am, when I have the worst thoughts that I've ever had in my life and I have the wrong kind of attitude and things are in my spirit that shouldn't be there, Calvary is still as effective for me today as it's ever been. So if you're hooked on alcohol, I want to introduce you to Calvary here today. If you still got old habits in your life, come on, can you preach with me right now? I want to introduce you to Calvary here today. If you've got a bad attitude here today, I want to introduce you to a bleeding Savior and a lamb that hung on a cross for your transgressions. And if all the congregation will celebrate the Passover, God is going to give all the congregation a Holy Ghost revival. Woo, I wish somebody would come to church here this morning. Now, he didn't limit it to the congregation because the next part of that verse or the next verse said, and when a stranger shall, shall sojourn with thee and will keep the Passover of the Lord. Basically, the same promises belong to the stranger if he will join himself to the Passover. It was a glimpse of of what Jesus was going to do under a new covenant when he would bring Greek and Roman and bond and free and Jew and Gentile together. 
It was just a glimpse into the future when he would bring people that just all of us, I think, here are Gentiles here this morning. There might be somebody that's of the, of the people of Israel here today. I don't know, but the rest of us are Gentiles. And we were dogs in the eyes of Israel. We were, we were the, the, the scum of society. We were the people. We were the heathens. We were the pagans. Amen. There was no hope for us. But because of Calvary, we have been made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. The veil of the temple has been rent in twain and now we can all come boldly into the throne of grace and that we may obtain help in time of need. Amen. Now, when you look up that word congregation, that word congregation means an assembly, a band, an entourage, a pack. Everybody say a pack. An assembly, a band, an entourage, a pack. We are grafted into the pack. We are part of the pack. And as I taught Thursday night, the hand cannot say to the foot, I have no need of thee. The eye cannot say to the ear, I have no need of thee. Amen. The head can't say to the feet, I have no need of thee. That tells me that everybody has a part to play. And you're not here to just be attached to the body. You are here to help the body function as it's supposed to function. My hand can't do what my hand is supposed to do without the arm doing what it's supposed to do. And my arm cannot do what it's supposed to do without the elbow and the tendons and the muscles and the ligaments doing what they're supposed to do. And so this morning, I've come to preach to somebody here today and tell you, help us to make the body function. You are an important part to what is happening here. And God wants to use you to do it. We cannot do it without you. Well, I'm trying to preach. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 17, the Bible said, For he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. And speaking of Judas, here's a man that was with Jesus, are you listening to me? Here's a man that was with Jesus every day for three and a half years. He sat in the inner circle. He saw him break bread. He witnessed his miracles. He saw everything that Jesus did. And somehow Judas did not understand his value to the rest of the pack. He never let go of his own agenda. I have seen it through the years, these past 20 years. God brings people in. He says, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. But somehow they, they can't get the Judas spirit off of them, which is a self-absorbed spirit. It's a part of them that says, I'm out for myself. I need to get what I can get. And if I can't get what I can get, I'm going to get out. But I want to tell you, if you will just allow yourself to be absorbed into the pack and absorbed into the body. God will begin to release that supply that comes from every joint when the unity of the body of Christ kept in the bondage of the spirit comes together. There's a new anointing going to flow to your life. New power is going to come to your life. And there's a new, there's a new authority that's coming. There's a new anointing that's coming. Fresh fire is going to fall this morning. I I wish I had somebody that believed that God is about to do something in your life when you realize your value to the body of Christ. Oh, yeah. Praise him. Come on, praise him. 
in the name of Jesus, let it be so. Everybody say, let it be so. In Psalms chapter 133 and verse 1, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. When brethren dwell together in unity, it releases that pouring flow of anointing that comes down through the priestly garments. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a peculiar people. Amen. The anointing that we release together is precious in the eyes of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19, again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. You cannot say that about the Oval Office. You can't say that about the CEO of Apple's office. You, you can't say it about the summit that they have in Switzerland, Davos, Switzerland, every year. You, you can't say it about any prime minister's office. You're not going to say it about the professional team's head offices. When they come together, most of the time it's fussing and fighting. And it's grappling and it's trying to get ahead and it's somebody saying, I'm not making enough money. But when two or three are gathered together in his name, he steps right in the middle of them. And he said, watch it now. He said, if I can get you to agree on something. Because he understands the nature of humanity. We don't hardly agree on anything. We can't hardly agree on what restaurant to go eat at. My God, I got a unified family except when it comes to going to, to eat. We try to decide, my wife's sitting out a group text to the family, where are we going to go eat tonight? This one wants to go here and this one wants to go there. I want to go to this place. Y'all don't go through that in your family, I know. But as human beings, we can't hardly agree on anything. I mean, some like it hot, some like it cold, some love the summer. They're, they're moaning and groaning all the way through the wilderness, uh, through the winter. Yeah, the winter wilderness. People just moan and groan all the way through the wintertime. And some people moan and groan all the way through the summertime because they like the cold. We all like it our way. We like what we like, and we, we have our favorite colors, and we have our favorite personalities. We hang around them because they're our favorite person. No, you're not welcome in our group because you don't think like we do, and you don't communicate like we do, and you don't have the same interests that we do. Think about all the different personalities that we have in here and all the different opinions that we have in here. It's amazing that a preacher can get up on a Sunday morning and preach something that anybody agrees with, but he said if I can just get two or three to agree as touching anything I feel my help right now as touching anything on earth he said there I will be in 
the midst. What he's saying is, if you can get me in the middle of you, anything is happening will happen, and anything is possible. I want to preach to somebody right now that if we can come together, that every part can be fitly joined together and compacted, we will supply something that cannot be supplied with our individuality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on, praise him. Woo! Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. You be seated for just a few more moments. I'm preaching to every carnal mind here this morning. And I'm praying that the mind of Christ would come upon you. I, I'm preaching to every selfish agenda here this morning. I'm preaching to every person that's holding a grudge in this place this morning. I'm preaching to everybody that's holding on to a root of bitterness in your life. I'm preaching to anybody in here that's got division in your marriage and divisions in friendships. I'm preaching to people in this place that have forgotten what it means to agree on something. But if you can't agree, God's not anywhere around it. If you can forgive, if you can let go, if you can get rid of the grudge, if you can, if you can let God pluck out that root of bitterness over something that happened 20 years ago, he's going to be in the midst. I'm telling you, I feel miracle working power in this place right now now watch this in verse 12 in verse 12 or actually Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9 he said two are better than one everybody say two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor for if they fall the one will lift up his fellow but woe to him that is alone. I'm fixing a preach right now. When he falleth. Remember, we've got a scripture in the Bible that says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. You're going to fall. But he said, Woe to the one that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Don't you dare be critical of somebody else's stumble. Don't you dare be critical because somebody said something that they shouldn't have said. That's what we're here for. Amen. He that is wise covers sin. We're not trying to hide sin so that you won't repent of it, but we're trying to shield people from their mistake. Well, I'm preaching to somebody right now. Don't you get disconnected from the body. Because at some point or another, you're going to fall. And you're going to need that brother, that sister on the other side of the aisle to pick you up. I'm part of something that cannot fail if we'll stick together. That's why I'm thankful this morning to be part of the greatest institution on this world and in the next world. Woo, hallelujah. Verse 12 said, if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Anybody ever been on the playground when you were a kid and somebody a little bit bigger than you was picking on you and then all of a sudden a couple of your friends saw what was happening and they may have been as small as you compared to the bully on the playground, but when three come together against one. I want to let the devil know today you're outnumbered. I 
want to let the devil know today you can pick on me if I'm by myself. But sooner or later, I got a brother and I got another brother that's going to come to my rescue because we're thick as thieves when the gyms are down. We may have our differences, but what unifies us is Christ. We're part of the body of Christ. Let us consider one another. Let us consider one another to provoke unto to provoke unto love and good works. Watch, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. I'm fixing to preach to some folks in here. It matters if you're here on Thursday night. It matters whether you're here Sunday morning. And it matters whether you're here Sunday night. It, you think it's no big deal and nobody will notice and heaven's not taking record when you're not here. But when you're here, there's part of what God has assembled that is missing. If you look at that wall right there, you can't see it, but there's a hole missing. And there's one brick laying on the ground. That's how some people live their relationship with God, being disconnected from the body of Christ. Oh, where do you go to church? Greater faith. When do you go? Oh, once a, once a month, once every couple of months. No. Assembly means you tighten down all the boats. You drive in all the screws. You connect all the parts. You put on all the labels. You assemble it to be just what it is. You don't leave the chain off the bicycle. You don't put one pedal on and leave one pedal off. You don't put the steering wheel on backwards. But when we get together and we do exactly what God has called us to do, I'm closing right now. We are, we are, you can stand, we are driving a dagger in the stake of the spirit of this world right now because their mantra is six feet apart. But our mantra is we're going to be closer than we've ever been before. And we're not going to put distance between us because we've got power over whatever the enemy can bring against us. We're the church. We're part of the greatest pack. We're part of the greatest group ever. Yeah, praise him. Praise him. Praise him. We're going to do the opposite of social distancing. We're going to do the opposite of social distancing. The enemy is a divider. Say it's for our health. It's a lie. It's a lie. There ain't nothing. COVID don't have a computer in it. Where it says, hey, I'm going to infect this person. Oh, no, I can't infect them. They're six feet apart. Well, I'm going to get this one. They're five and a half feet apart. Somebody wound up with COVID because they were five and a half feet apart. It's a lie. It's the spirit of the Antichrist. It's a divisive spirit. And when... We're not going to let the devil divide us. We're not going to let the devil do something to pull us apart in this hour. We're the church. Oh, I wish somebody would get out of your pew right now and begin to rejoice uh, because you're a part of what God is doing right now. I wish somebody would let the devil know uh, I'm a part of this thing. Uh, I'm in it with everything that I've got.
Come on, somebody. Come on. I want you to hurry down to the front. We're going to pray with one another. Come on, don't be nonchalant. Hurry, hurry, hurry down to the front. Come on, reach over and put your hand on his shoulder. We're going to join the body. And I want you to watch what happens when the body joins together. That flow is going to open up. And that power is going to open up. I want you to pray for that brother and that sister whose hand you have it on right now. Come on, young people, I need you to pray. I need you to quit fooling around. I need you to pray. There's some people in here that need a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost, that need deliverance. I want our preachers to begin to pray for these folks in the altar. Help us out, Brother Baptiste, in Jesus' name. Somebody in here can get the Holy Ghost right now. from the past. Come on, here it is. Here is the flow and the supply that every joint supplier. Come on. Come on, if you've been sick, God will heal you. Thank you. 